All right, let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. He's back in the bullpen. We have Joe Collins, the third former California congressional candidate. He is a Republican. We don't hold that against him too much. And also radio show host at KABC. Ms. Collins, welcome. And thank you for having me. Good to see you again. Good to be back on the show. Good to have you back. Okay. We're going to talk about Herschel Walker, US Senate candidate. He won the Republican primary. They believe in the guy. He has now obviously faced significant negatives from his own family, from people he was once connected to romantically. And the list goes on and on. This is in addition to his lies. Sir, I do not want to presume, presume what you know or believe about Herschel Walker and his Senate candidacy. So if you would, give me your sentiment and I will then opine. Uh, man, you know, it's, it's a lot going on in Georgia. Seems like Georgia is the exciting place to be when it comes to politics. Um, you know, as far as Herschel Walker, when I first heard that he was running, I was kind of excited, uh, although I never heard him involved politically. But, you know, as time progressed, you listen to his speeches and, you know, it's, it's very uh, mediocre. And then all of this drama come out about his family, and it's like, it's extremely off putting. Now, I'll tell you the one thing that I tell you when you first get in politics you got to get your love locked down and you got to get your family in check. And right now, the thing that's black eye in Herschel Walker's campaign is his son, Christian Walker. I didn't even know personally all the issues that were going on within his family, you know, from the last decade or so until Christian started making these videos blasting his dad. I mean, he's a conservative gay guy. So, you know, you would think he'd be on his dad's side, plus the amount of posts and, and whatnot. But it seems like there's a lot of trouble in a, in a Herschel Walker's camp. You know, here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to focus so much on Christian Walker without highlighting the reality of what Herschel Walker did to himself. Herschel Walker is the one who lied about graduating from the University of Georgia. Herschel Walker is the one who lied about graduating top of his class. That's taking valor away from somebody who did graduate top of the class. Herschel Walker is the one who lied about having hundreds of employees in the state of Georgia. It was Herschel Walker who lied about being in the FBI and being a police officer. He did this to himself. And then he failed to actually acknowledge his faults because everybody has them. He decided to double down. He decided to either A, provide an excuse or B, say it was not him. So even before the Christian Walker thing happened, even before the wife came out and said, hey, this man put a gun in my head and threatened to kill me and my then boyfriend or whoever she was with. Before that came, before that came out, he was a very problematic candidate. The reason why I'm bringing this to your doorstep, dear brother, is because this has become more routine in the Republican Party than anywhere else. Donald Trump lied all the time too. Donald Trump admitted to sexually assaulting women. Donald Trump still got elected president of the United States. Herschel Walker is still competitive against Senator Raphael Warnock and could win. All right, he could win the US Senate race. He, race, he has not been. Uh, totally uh, disconnected from the reality of potential victory. So why do you think this is happening, brother? Why do you think it seems as if the party who used to claim and kind of still does to be the party of morality, the party of ethics, the party of God and white Jesus? Why is it that these values never seem to add up to the proclamation of their supposed religious belief? 
Well, I think a lot of times it comes down to integrity and, and honesty and courage. You know, when I first ran for office last election cycle, they made sure I fessed up to everything that I did in my past, even when I was in the military and I was on Front Street. Uh, even even now, going into this general election is on Front Street. And so I think what what happens in a lot of uh, extremely red states like like Georgia, where uh, Donald Trump has a strong hand in, people think they can honestly win with just the support of, of Donald Trump. And that's just not the case anymore. People are actually highly and heavily involved in politics right now. You know, Herschel Walker, uh, I didn't follow his campaign and I still don't. Um, he, he didn't have to lie about graduating from Georgia. He's one of the best NFL running backs in, in history and he could have kept it at that. But I mean, a lot of times people don't have a lot to back that resume up with when they run for for office. So they make up a lot of things. But I think right now the public would prefer someone who's honest about their past and who doesn't have a problem with saying, you know what, this is what I did, this is who I am. This is what I've learned from that and, and let's keep it moving. But when you lie about something, you know, everybody knows this. You gotta continually make up lies until that mm. stuff catch up with you. And that's and that's what's happening right now. You make a great point and I've often shared this with groups that I've spoken with, those that have committed um, certain mistakes in their lifetime. I've definitely committed mistakes in mine. When you are dishonest about them, what happens every time you go to a new level in life, you have to now defend that issue. You have to now um, lie again. And that's because you continue to not admit your own fault or the failures you've encountered. Human beings, all of us are human beings. Uh, the journey is riddled with bad decisions. You hope to acknowledge them and overcome them. You said something really interesting, Joe, in the beginning of your commentary. That um, basically you were excited when Herschel Walker was running. Are you excited now? Um, I can't 100% certain say that that I'm excited I hadn't followed his well, race. Well, what, what percentage of excitement still exists, brother? <laughs> uh, I'm running for office myself and I'm headed to the general election. So the excitement is, is, is damn near none when it comes to, to his race. You know, I'm, I'm more focused on what's going on here in California. Yeah, but you, you agreed to talk about Herschel Walker on the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you know, I was looking at the polls, everything that's coming out about Herschel Walker. It doesn't look like he has a really good opportunity to win this race with all of this stuff that's coming out about him. I think one of the best things that Raphael Warnock has going for him right now is he is the incumbent and people know what they can expect from him. But with Herschel Walker and his past and what's going on right now and his inability to explain it, it shines a huge black eye on what he's gonna be able to accomplish once he gets to office. And I think a lot of voters are extremely turned off by that. All right, Mr. Collins, you said that it doesn't look like he has a great chance to win. I personally hope that's true. Um, let's talk about your race. Do you have a great chance to win? You know, when it comes to my race, we've been in the streets a lot. We've been talking to a lot of voters. We're trying to get down to a lot of issues that uh, they feel is, is is most important to them. And I think right now the economy, the high gas prices and the crime is what a lot of people want solved. And I think that's what we're gonna stay on. You know, last election cycle, we did a lot of talking about the failures or lack thereof of the person who we're running against or the party we're running against. But right now people want something of substance and that's what I've been given. So I assume that means no, you don't have a good chance of winning. We got a good chance of winning. However, I mean, we're in a heavy Democrat district. I mean, the, the registration is below 48%, which is 
But the Republican registration is extremely low as well. So it's gonna take everybody getting out the vote for their candidate to win right now. What's up in the air? I think that we have an extremely good chance of winning. But like I said, California is a blue state. Yeah, and sir, what's your message to the primary to the primary residential community there in that district? You're in the 43rd district. I think that's a very high Hispanic population. Am I correct on that? Uh, we we moved over to the 36th congressional district okay. after the the redistricting. But our message is it's time to clean this crap up. You know the homelessness, the the crime, the high poverty rates, the inflation, the high gas prices, everything. It's time to clean it up. All right, so you're saying you do have a good chance of winning? Yes, absolutely. Now, you know, I always speak to you frankly, brother, you know that. <laughs> um, when you were running the first time, I told you you weren't gonna win. I appreciated the sentiment of your nuance as it relates to conservative politics. Um, you knew I was telling the truth during that interview that you, you weren't gonna win that race. But my question is, do you think because of the district change, you have a better chance now than you did when you were running against Congresswoman Maxine Waters? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think it was necessarily the district change. I think it was the the learning. Last election cycle was my first okay. time running. Everybody knows Maxine Waters is probably the second or third most powerful person uh, in Congress. However, I'm from South Central Los Angeles, so that's where I was supposed to be running. Um, you know, we learned a lot about that race. You know, mad respect uh, for uh, Maxine Waters' ability to campaign. She actually did come out and campaign, and I appreciate that. Uh, we learned a lot from that election cycle, and we're we're uh, putting what we learned into action this election cycle, which is why I think that we have a very very great opportunity to to win this seat. All right, we'll see. So I talk to you after November eighth. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, thank you so much, brother. Always a pleasure having you on the show.